Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mama's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, Shang Mom, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. I have a really good one for you. Come on, I have a good episode every week, right? But this one's gonna be especially good if you are somebody that has this mentality that no pain, no gain. You think that the more sore, the better. You think that the more, the less you eat, the better. The more, basically everything, the more extreme, the better. Then today's episode is especially for you, my friend. But before we get started, I wanted to share with you a review that was left for the podcast. Um, it's something that really meant a lot to me when I read it in it, to be completely honest, it kind of got me a little teary-eyed because this is exactly why I do this, and it's just very comforting reassurance for me, you know, that the time that I take in this podcast and the energy I bring and, um, you know, all the love I put into it, really. If you you can hear in some certain episodes, I have more passion in my voice than others. There's a lot of things that I, I share that I'm very passionate about. So to get a review like this really means the world to me. So I wanted to read it to you guys. And it says, love Jessica and her podcast. I love listening to Jessica because she's so real and it feels like she's a friend who cares about my wellness and fitness journey. I I have found her advice really helpful, and I feel like she's supporting my journey through her message. Please keep doing the podcast. I can't get enough. Thank you. And I'm getting like a little emotional just reading it. But I, whoever wrote this, which is Aqualess, please reach out to me on social media um, or email me at jess at mamasnewstrong.com. So that way I can thank you and um, get to know you a little bit more. So for anybody else that's listening, if you feel this way about the podcast, please leave a five-star review and a, and letting me know what you like about the podcast and how it's helped you so that way I can keep doing what is helping you because I'm not here to hear myself talk. I'm here to make a difference and to um, make y'all's lives a little bit easier as moms, right? And, and kind of cut through all the bullshit in the fitness industry. So let's go ahead and dive into today's um, podcast. I got my um, matcha green tea here in my hello. Hello Kitty mug. And if you didn't know, I'm actually secretly obsessed with Hello Kitty. I have a Hello Kitty tattoo. I've always been obsessed with Hello Kitty. Uh, maybe you're like me can share that weird obsession. Um, but just on a side note, I'm trying to drink more green tea because I got a little bit on, been drinking probably more caffeine than I want, you know? So I'm kind of trying to cut back and doing that. So yeah, so I'm ready to go. Let's go ahead and get this started. So today's episode is called Why Doing Less Is More. And it's a fresh new year, guys. It's a fresh new Monday, a fresh new start, right? And then you feel like, you know what? I have to go all out and I have to go balls the wall and I have to kick my own ass, <laughs> you know, right? To make up all for that lost time of being quote unquote off track. So that's what you do, right? Say you, you push yourself. You push yourself to the extreme. If we are going to do this thing, we are going to do this thing, right? Am I right or am I right? <laughs> if you feel me on that, then this is, like I said, this episode is going to be perfectly for you. And if, like I said, this is you, my friend, 
You know, this all or nothing kind of mindset is, and you're probably even a perfectionist, honestly, because this is me. I know this because this, I consider myself a recovering perfectionist and this is how I used to be. And I have to keep myself in check about this whole like all or nothing. It's it's either I'm all in or I'm all out, right? And um, if you haven't listened to episode three of the podcast, which is your all or nothing perfectionist mindset, you really need to go back and listen to that. And it really breaks everything down into creating that mindset shift so you can stop letting yourself prog- uh, sabotage your progress. But we're not going to dive into that because I've already talked about that. What I want to really dive in today in today's episode is talk to about why doing more, being having this extreme mentality is actually harming your progress and you're leaving the results on the table. And not only that, but you are setting yourself up for sabotage. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that too. So really, it's a trifecta of all kinds of shit you don't want to be in. I'm just going to tell you that because, um, you know, unfortunately, and you know what, guys? I'll be honest. I'm from Texas, right? Everything's bigger and better in Texas. We have that mentality too. So, um, and it's really not the case. And uh, we need to start shying away from that kind of of thought because it's really unrealistic. Also, as well, long term. But I really thought if I come at this at an angle where I show you guys that this is actually you're you're shooting yourself in the foot when you do this. Like really, the 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 time and effort you're putting into the gym thinking that you're doing really good, right? By by going all balls to the wall extreme is actually hurting your progress. And so I thought maybe if I put it that way to you guys, <laughs> maybe I'll stop doing it. And the same thing with soreness on a side note, I did do um, a podcast episode not too long ago, maybe a few months ago about soreness and how it does not mean you had a good workout. So you definitely want to go check that episode out as well. So let's talk about this. Let's just dive right in. And really the what I'm going to share with you guys today is the concept of minimum effective dosage. All right. So it sounds really sciencey, <laughs> but it's not. It's basically means that doing the mo the, the least amount that causes an effect that has progression. And that's really what this is all about. And really, this is the mindset that we need to have when we're coming into living, incorporating a healthy lifestyle with our nutrition, with our our workouts, is what is the least amount that I can do to get a result? And that sounds counterintuitive, right? You're like, what, Jessica, you're telling me I need to be more lazy. You're telling me I need to do less. And I'm like, yes, I am. If you want to be in this, the long game, right? If you want to make this sustainable lifestyle change. And not only that, but if you want to actually get the most results for your effort, you need to do this in the gym. All right. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but let's dive in because I keep saying dive in. I don't know if that's like my new term, my new thing. I think I've said it like three times. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. And you're probably thinking, okay, yes, let's do this. Let's get on with it. <laughs> so let's talk now about this. Okay. Let's talk about how it is harming your progress when you are going to the gym and let's let me set the stage real fast because you're probably wondering like is this me I don't know am I doing too much because you're telling me I need to challenge myself but how do I know if I'm overdoing it because there's a really there is a fine line because you should be challenging yourself but we should not be extreme about it so what this looks like let me give you an example say you um 
are not somebody that works out like super consistent. You fell off track for around the holidays, right? It just seems like a downward slope of slowly, like it probably started around Thanksgiving time. And then by the time Christmas hits, you're not working out anymore and you're eating whatever, right? And so it's probably been about a good month since you've been on, um, on your, you know, on track or whatever you want to call it. And so you think, okay, it's a new year. I'm ready to go. I've had enough of this crap. I've, I'm, I've had enough of like feeling like this, right? You're like, the jeans aren't fit too well. You're like getting the muffin top on top, right? And it's just like, you just don't feel comfortable in yourself. And so you're like thinking, okay, so I'm going to start at the gym next week and I, or I'm going to start working out and I'm going to work out five times a week. And I found this workout plan that is in this workout plan is going to take like an hour or so to do in the gym. And then you're like, okay, and then I'm going to go ahead and just cut out all my carbs. I'm not going to eat carbs anymore. I'm, I'm going to stick to this meal plan that I got online from this bodybuilder. That's like, you know, bland, uh, chicken, veggies and rice for like every dinner and egg whites and eggs for breakfast. And that's it. And that's all I'm going to eat for the next whatever it takes, right, to lose this extra weight that I gain, this extra 10 pounds or whatever that you gain. And so what happens is you go to the gym Monday and uh, you do the workout plan and you push yourself to the extreme. The next day you are so sore, but you keep doing it, right? You do it all week long. And the same thing with the food. It's like, okay, I got these these, <laughs> these boring meals. I'm going to eat them every day and that's all I'm going to eat. And, you know, so do you see how that's like such an extreme, right? Um, so when you are doing this, you're harming progress because your results are only as good as your recovery. I'm going to tell you that, and I tell this to my clients when I personal train all the time, your results are only as good as your recovery. So if you're going in the gym, because what we are essentially doing is we're beating up our muscles, right? We are doing damage to our muscles in the gym. And then you go home and you're under eating, extremely under eating from what you're you're used to doing. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, that, that extreme change in your calories. But you're doing that. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not drinking enough water. You Your rest or your sleep's really shitty. I think I said, did I say that? And then your stress is up from either work or your stay-at-home mom, um, your husband and you are having issues, whatever the case may be at home, um, you're stressed out. All those things are taking effect on you. All those things are taking away from your recovery. Exercise is a stressor, guys, on your body. And if you are, if your stress bucket is full, I want you to think about this. Everybody has a amount of stress they can handle, right, before their stress bucket is full. And I'm not talking about when you just completely lose your shit. <laughs> I'm talking about your body too, right, uh, the stress your body can take. And so you have this stress bucket and you already have all these things in your stress bucket. Like like I said, n- under eating is a stressor. Uh, not getting to sleep is a stressor. Uh, dealing with, you know, problems at home is a stressor. Not And so all those things, right? And then we're going to add in exercise, extreme exercise, and then your bucket is overflowing. It's just a matter of time before you just, you're going to have a breakdown physically and mentally. And then not only that is you're actually going to probably be losing muscle. You're going to start breaking down that muscle. What happens when you lose muscle, guys? When we do weight loss too fast too, this happens, is your metabolism goes down even more because muscle is... 
a very expensive commodity in your body. It takes up a lot of energy to have muscles. So what that means is it raises your metabolism. Your metabolism is basically the amount of energy your body needs to function. So you want muscle. Not only does it look pretty, right? We look toned, but we want muscle because it increases our metabolism because, hey, guess what? I want to eat more calories in a day without gaining weight, <laughs> you know? And that's the higher metabolism, the more you can consume in a day, right? Without gaining weight. And also muscle is is functional. It's it's good to have muscle as we age as well because as we age, it's common for us to lose muscle as we age because we get less active. And so that's also a health thing as well. So when you're beating yourself up and your body's not able to handle that extra stressor as long with everything else you're doing, guess what? It's it's going to break down your muscle. It's it's not something, a place that you want to be. And you're thinking, well, all I care is about the the scale, the weight on the scale. And, um, actually I don't think you do. I think, I think you're smarter than that. I think the ladies that are on my podcast, not saying that if you don't think that you're not smart, I'm just saying that I think we're past that stage where we are just so in what is that word? We're so fixed on, that's not the word I was thinking about, but I'll just say it fixed on the number on the scale when weight loss is not, we weight loss you know, if you're just looking at the scale, is a combination of fat and muscle, right? We really just want to be losing fat and we want to maintain or we want to gain muscle. Um, so anyways, that's another, I actually did another podcast episode on that, if, on the scale, if you want to look for that one as well. So you, so anyways, your results are only as good as your recovery. Next, let's dive into, gosh, damn it, me and that dive into. You can't force your body, this is the next thing, you can't force your body to lose weight healthy faster or gain more muscle faster than what you're physically capable of. Guys, you have a capacity, right? Your body is only capable of losing so much weight healthy and your body is only capable of gaining so much muscle at a time unless, well, on the muscle part, you can take steroids and you can take other things to help you uh, gain muscle faster unnaturally, but I really don't recommend that. (laughs) And that's probably not where you want to be at. But anyways, you only have so much, right? So you thinking that, hey, I'm going to push myself harder in the gym and I'm going to eat even less and I'm going to take my diet very, very strict is not going to mean you're going to gain muscle faster, right? It's not going to mean that you're going to lose weight faster in a healthy way. Now, you to a point, yeah, you probably could speed up that weight loss a little more, but we don't, once again, when you're not going about weight loss in a healthy way, you're losing a lot of muscle. That's what happens. So let me just, a side note, if you, this would make a lot of sense for you if you understood this, but when you go on a stream diet, right, extremely restrict our calories, and then we lose a bunch of weight, yay, right? <laughs> we lose our weight. But it's really tough because we're doing it in a very unrealistic way and we're pushing through using all of our willpower and essentially we're starving our body, then extremely starving our body. Then after we get off of that extreme diet, we gain all the weight back, right? You, you, this is might has happened to you or you know somebody that has done this. And it's because during that process of really restricting your calories and losing weight extremely fast, guess what? You lost a lot of muscle along with that fat and, and your metabolism dropped. 
not from also from the the muscle loss, right? Because I told you muscle takes more energy to upkeep, so it increases your metabolism. So not just from the muscle loss, but because your body has now adjusted to that really low calorie level. This is part of what your body does as a survival mechanism. This is what extreme diet does. It it, it triggers a survival mechanism in your body. I've done a po- I feel like I've done podcasts and all this stuff. Um, there's another episode. I think that's it's forgot what it's called, but it's about fat loss. And I talk about that and how, you know, that's that's what happens. That's whenever we reach these plateaus on 1200 calories or less. It's because your body has adapted to that. And so no matter what, when we are dieting and we're taking in less calories and we're taking and we're using more energy out, right? So um, your body is always adapting. And we're going to talk about that next. Um, you know, with the whole leaving the results things on the table, that's the next thing that doing too much, too fast, you're leaving results on the table. Um, before I move on, though, one thing I did want to mention is I think this would be helpful. Healthy weight loss is about one to two pounds a week. And then also muscle gains for women realistically are anywhere from a quarter to a pound of muscle a month. It can range widely because the longer you've been doing it and the closer you are to reaching your genetic potential, the slower the muscle gains come. So at first, if you're somebody that's just starting out, you could gain a pound of muscle a month. And that's really amazing. But over time, just know that that's going to take more time to do. That's kind of going to kind of drop off. So even if you're gaining a quarter pound of muscle a month, that's really good as a woman, right? So just to kind of keep that in perspective. So about leaving results on the table, your body is smart and it adapts, right? So I've kind of already been sprinkling that concept into you when I explained your metabolism. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Your your metabolism is not set in stone. Okay, it is a moving target. It's always moving. So a lot of people don't really understand this, right? And um, but you can manip- not manipulate, but you can change your metabolism does change depending on what you're doing to it. So when you are extreme dieting, when you're extremely reducing calories, you're not say you're doing a bunch of cardio and you're you drastically cut your calories. And when I mean drastic, it usually mean like 1,200 calories or less. Um, depending on your, you know, height, weight, all that, what is considered extreme dieting for you, right? So when we do that, say your metabolism is at, you know, you start off and your metabolism is at 2,500 calories. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go extreme. So let's just cut down to 1,200 calories. Just right off that, let's cut down to 1,200 calories. So of course, at first, you're going to see a lot of weight loss, all right, you're going to see extreme weight loss. Well, for one, you're going to see a lot of water weight as well, right? Because you're probably really reducing your carbs, um, and then you're going to see so you're going to see fat loss, and you're going to see muscle loss from that. And so over time, your body is smart, so it's going to adapt because now it's thinking, oh shit, I am I am in a famine. <laughs> There's not food available. I'm going to starve. So I have to. I have to. You know close that gap between the energy I'm putting out, which is my metabolism, and the energy that comes is coming in, which is your calories, right? So what happens is your body is going to start working to make sure your your it adapts, your metabolism adapts to that energy in, which is your calories, which is that 1,200 calories. So it's going to quickly, your metabolism is going to go from 2,500 calories from when you started to that 1,200 calories. And guess what? That's when we get to a plateau. That's when we get to, oh crap, I can't lose any more weight. 
what do I do? And then people think, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to, you know, go down even more in calories. And that's like totally unrealistic and it's not healthy. Or they're like, I'm going to do more cardio with when I'm already doing a lot. And that's another thing, guys, your metabolism, um, it, uh, the cardio, it adjusts to that. Okay. So over time, you're not expending as much energy as you think from that same cardio workout. This is different with strength training. This is why I like strength training, right? Strength training is actually going to help to increase our metabolism because we are gaining muscle and then the process of protein synthesis, which is creating muscle, is is it increases your metabolism in itself because it takes energy to rebuild and build muscle. So strength training is actually better for you when it comes to fat loss than cardio um, or a mixture of the two, ideally, right? But you never want to choose cardio over strength training. And once again, I have an episode on this as well. Um, cannot remember. It is a really good episode. It's probably one of my most popular ones. And I can't remember. I'll have to put in the show notes. But it's about basically explaining all this to you. Why cardio, oh yeah, I think it's called like cardio is not better for weight loss than strength training or strength training is better than weight loss than cardio. Something like that to that extent. Really good episode to check out, right? It really explains this in more detail. So anyways, all these things play into your metabolism. So when you're losing muscle, you know, like I said, metabolism is going down from that because you have um, less energy you have to expend to keep up that muscle, right? And then your metabolism is dropping because your extreme drop in calories. And so we reach that like I said, that plateau area. So it makes things really hard. And then say you are somebody that does an extreme diet, you're going to do some extreme challenge for 30 days on this diet and lose as much weight as you can. And then by the end of the, the challenge or the 30 days and you've lost all the weight you wanted or you feel good about yourself, eventually you're like, okay, I'm going to get off this diet, Right. Well, your body has adapted to whatever calories that you were doing during that, you know, challenge or whatever diet you were doing. So say, once again, let's just use 1,200 calories because we've been using that example. You end at 1,200 calories. And then you think, I'm just going to go back to eating how I was, right? This is where the extreme weight gain comes in because your body is not adapted to that energy anymore. You know, maybe you started at 2,500 calories and you were maintaining on that because that's where your metabolism was at the time. Well, now after all the extreme dieting, it's down to 1,200 calories. So what happens when you give yourself a bunch more food that your body is not used to metabolizing anymore? You're going to gain fat. Your body's not going to be able to metabolize all that so uh, fast enough so and, and use it. So it's going to be stored as fat. Also, when you do extreme diets, it it um, activates the defense mechanism in your body. All this is part of survival, guys. It's like um, nowadays we see it as working against us when, it, when we want to lose weight, but your body doesn't realize or see the difference. And I want to lose, um, I want to look good on that bikini or that, you know, that little black dress or whatever the case may be for you um, versus I'm starving. It does not know the difference. It reacts the same. So it activates a defense mechanism when we're doing extreme dieting. And then we're throwing on top the extreme cardio as well. And you're that's even a more that's even more stress, right? So your body is like, oh shit, what's going on? I need to preserve myself or I'm gonna die. <laughs> so not only when you start going back to eating normal, since this defense mechanism was activated, it actually sets you up to gain more fat. 
It does because your body is like, oh my gosh, I'm getting food now. I got to store all this because I don't know when I'm going to have another famine. I don't know when they're going to starve me again, right? So I want to make sure I have a lot of fat reserves for the next time that this happens. So what happens is every time you do these extreme diets, you're gaining more and more weight. Like it's just a horrible cycle, okay, to be in. We don't want to be in that cycle, all right? So once again, doing extremes, we your body's going to adapt, okay, so what do we want to do instead? We want to do, we want to do once again, coming back to the minimum effective dosage. What is the amount of exercise right now or the amount of dieting right now that is going or cutting back calories that's going to get me results? You do that, right? And so you don't get results anymore. And then you cut back again or you add in more exercise and then the progress starts again. And then you know what? It's like, so this is a very smart way. This is like milking it. <laughs> it's like milking your progress. So example of this would be is say you're eating 2,500 calories and you want to start losing weight. Instead of doing the 1,200 calorie diet, instead of doing an hour of cardio every day, you start with, I'm going to do 30 minutes of exercise three times this week. I am going to cut 200 calories by making smarter choices. I'm going to cut out some junk food, start adding in some vegetables, right? Little changes. Guess what? You're going to lose a couple of pounds that week. You might do it for a few weeks, right? And eventually that's going to be, your body's going to adapt to that. So when that happens, guess what? You have room to play with. You can cut back another 200 calories. You can add in a couple of more workouts that week. You have abilities to do that. But when we do these really extremes, your body's going to adapt really fast to that extreme, right? It's going to adapt. And then where are you going to go? You have no room to play with. You don't have any, you don't have any options. (laughs) You did everything too fast. So when you do things like this in a smart way, it not only is it easier to sustain, right? And it's better for your health, mentally, physically, you're going to get more progress over the long run. You're going to, yes, the progress is going to take slower because healthy weight loss is one to two pounds, right? And muscle gaining, once again, we want to throw that in there. So that could kind of change up the the scale, right? We might not see any progress on the scale for gaining muscle. It can counterbalance that weight loss on the scale. But that's really ideally the place you want to be. You want to be gaining muscle. You want to be losing fat. This is going to increase your metabolism. This is a healthy way of losing weight. Not only that is when you lose the weight, you're actually going to like the way you look. You're not going to be just a jiggly smaller, a smaller jiggly version of what you were before. So you always want to come in the mind of I want to gain muscle and lose fat, not just weight loss. All right. And I think a lot of you already know that. But, you know, for if anybody's listening, that's new that they might not know that. And, um. So there you go. The next thing is too much muscle damage. Um, Oh, we talked about that. I'm reading my notes now. Too much muscle damage without proper recovery could result in muscle loss. Once again, leaving results on the table. Too fast of weight loss results in adapted metabolism. And I just explained all that to you, okay? So last thing is you're setting yourself up for self-sabotage when you do too much too fast, right? For one, we have unrealistic expectations of ourselves. And then we, and we hold ourselves on this pedestal. It's a hard fall when we come down that pedestal. I know. <laughs> the self-guilt and beating yourself up, it's real. It really is. And I, I've said this before, and I think it needs to be said again, is 
you are in no position or empowerment to change when you're beat down, okay? You think about if you're in a room or your significant other was screaming at you and, you know, beating you down. Not, and I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about like emotionally, right? Would you feel empowered to do something good for yourself? Would you feel empowered to change and be motivated? Hell no, right? And But the thing is, we do that to ourselves thinking that it's going to motivate us, <laughs> you know? Like, I, you know, I can't believe you did that to yourself. I can't believe you, you know, did this or you gave into that and that's why we're here and you're just lazy and you're fat and you're all the above, right? We do that to ourselves thinking somehow it's magical and it make us feel motivated to change and it's not, it's not. You know, what you need to do is you need to learn how to handle setbacks with grace. Once again, got a podcast episode on that. I think I need, I'm going to go ahead and link all the podcast episodes that I mentioned because I did drop a lot of other episodes in this that are going to be very helpful along the way. But you need to learn how to handle these setbacks with grace. All right. And and the the more or the, the less we can set ourselves up for setbacks, the better. Setbacks are going to happen, guys. That's part of the journey. You don't grow without challenge. A setback is a challenge. You grow when you get through the challenge, right? That's just how it works. That's just how it works in life. And uh, we just need to learn how to handle those better. Not that we need to stop them completely. We just get better. Like for me, I I have setbacks, you know. I just have gotten better at handling them and they just come less because I have created this healthy and fit lifestyle. I have setbacks in other parts of my life, right? But when it comes to health and fitness, the longer you've been doing and you've created these healthy habits, the less the setbacks come, the more you're equipped to handle them when they do come, all right? But they never go away. Let's just be realistic. I'm going to be completely honest. They never go away. So we need to learn how to handle that. And when we do too fat, too much too fast, we're setting ourselves up for sabotage. Um, it's also a consistency thing. Going back to if you want real results, right? If you want results for a lifetime, that's another thing. That's a lifestyle change, guys. Anything you do that's extreme is not sustainable long term. If it's not sustainable long term, doesn't result in a lifestyle change. Bottom line, right? And I do see this as a trend of the fitness and health industry or fitness, yeah, fitness weight loss industry that we're getting away from these extremes, which makes me really excited. But they're still there in other ways. And we can really turn anything to extreme. We can turn any, we can be compulsive about anything really, you know, any kind of diet you can find yourself to be compulsive and extreme about. So it's really finding that ground where it's the least minimum effective dose and that's going to be different for everybody and you're going to have to learn to listen to your body all right I've talked about what I call self-love fitness right this is something I don't know if this is a thing it is to me I've it, and it works for me and I share with other women that that's what I call this self-love fitness and what it is is listening to your body and and loving it through this process because a lot of times we use exercise as punishment, right? Punishment for not having a body that we want. And I know it's a really hard concept to think about loving yourself right now when you're not where you want to be, when you don't look like how you want to be, you don't feel good about yourself. But through this process of if you you want to do it with self-love, right? So there, it is possible to love who you are right now, but, but want change. I do that, right? I, I love my body. I love how I am, but I'm always wanting a little bit better. I'm like, how can I push myself a little bit more? How can I get like, you know, 1% better every day kind of concept, right? But it doesn't mean that I'm not okay with who I am right now. And we need to be okay with that. We need to 
love ourselves into a body that we're proud of versus punishing ourselves into a, a body that we are punishing ourselves into our quote, quote unquote, dream body and being okay with what is progress for us, right? Because we're never going to look like if you have this fitness person that you look up to, that um, you love, you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I look like her. I want to look like her. And I'm sorry, but you're never going to look like her because you're, you're not her. And I'm not saying that you couldn't have great results, but they're going to be your great results, right? And we need to honor that because all of our bodies are a little different. We all have different, a little bit different genetics. Um, just like, for instance, one thing that I've had to work through is um, I want to gain muscle. <laughs> like, that's always my goal is I want to gain muscle. I'm a small girl, guys. I'm only five feet. Um, I My finger, my ring size is like a four and a quarter, my wedding ring size. Like I'm a petite person. My wrists, like everything, I'm just small jointed. And realistically, like I'm not going to be this big girl. Like I'm not going to be this girl with massive muscle. And I've had to come to terms with that because I'm like, oh, like that's what I would like. And I see these women that are like big and I'm like I want to be big (laughs) you know and uh, but I am proud of what I have and I'm fine with that you know and I love I I do love my body like the way it is you know Um, that's just something that I had to kind of come into terms with and so there's things about you that you might have to come into terms with that and you're never going to look like somebody else like you're never going to look even at your best you're never going to look like somebody else's best it's going to be your best but that's something that's unique and amazing. Like you should learn to love that about yourself. Like those characteristics that no that nobody else has, right? Or that are special to you that are make that you unique. Like honor that. And so you need to come through this journey in a way of, okay, I'm learning to love myself how I am now and I'm focusing on loving the things that I have right now, but I can want better for myself. And that's a concept and this is why, I, that's why I call, I call it self-love fitness. So it's, and that's also asking yourself like, what do I need in this moment and never using fitness as a punishment. It's always a way of honoring our body and giving our body what, our, what we need and feeling good about ourselves. It's not about punishing ourselves, okay? So when we do things in extreme ways, we're not honoring that. We're not coming through at a place of self-love. We're coming at a place of punishment and restriction and extreme, okay? So I really want you to think about that going forward with whatever you are choosing to do. This is something, this concept, everything that I shared for you guys, I didn't say that you had to do a certain type of diet. I didn't say that you had to work out a certain way. I did say you need to add in strength training, right? I I truly believe in that. And I believe that most women need to be eating higher protein. But you got to do what feels good for you and, and, and work through it. And it's okay wherever you're starting out. We're all of our starting points are going to be different, okay? We're all different chapters of this journey. So honor where you are where you are in that chapter. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Don't think you have to do what somebody else is doing. Do what's right for you, all right? In this moment, right? And that's going to change as you progress, as you get further along in this journey, well, that thing's going to change, right? And being okay with that. And that's part of this process. It's, it's, it's an evolving process. But bottom line from this whole, what I what I know I kind of got off on a tangent, but I think you needed to hear it, um, is that let's just focus on doing what you can now. One, Let's focus on getting 1% better every day, right? And, and it might feel like you're not making progress at all. But I want you to think about this. If you had two lines that are running parallel to each other 
And one of that, say that top line is barely increasing, right? It's barely just 1% getting higher. And at first it's gonna look like there's no change. It's gonna look like those lines are the same. They're parallel the same. But eventually you're gonna start seeing that top line go up, 1% up, 1% up, 1% up. And if you were to compare the beginning to the end, it would be a big difference in a year, right? It might not seem that way at first. You could probably look at that, that line you know, those two lines and, and it might, at first it's not going to look like anything is changing, but I promise you it is. So I want you to focus on getting 1% better and not doing everything all at once because it's not going to get you faster results. I already explained that to you. If anything, it's going to set you up for bigger failure. It's going to set you up for weight gain. It's going to set you up for being in a worse position than when you started. So let's not do it. Let's not go there in 2020. If this was something you struggled with in 2019, I want you to purposely set one to two small weekly commitments every week that you can follow through on, right? And if you feel like this is not enough, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough, it is enough, all right? (laughs) It is enough. Master one to two small things a week and then move on. Like if, like I said, if you're somebody that, that doesn't exercise that much, don't exercise five times a week, an hour a day, okay? Start with a little at a time. And if you need help trying to figure this out, trying to lay out a map, a path that you can follow, get with me. Email me, Jess at Mamas and Shang, or hit me up on social media and let's talk about this because I can help you to create a map to move forward in a way that is going to get you the most progress over time, right? We talked about not leaving progress on the table. I can help make sure that your efforts are not wasted and you can see the most progress as you're going through this. And not only that, let's create something that you can sustainably keep up right? I want you to keep the results and I want you to feel good through the process. I don't want to feel like you're punishing yourself, right? And I can help you do that. You just got to ask for help, right? Not going to happen on its own, (laughs) especially if this is something you've been struggling with a long time. It's okay to ask for help. Sometimes we need help. I need help too. You know, there's things that, you know, don't, don't be like me when I started my fitness journey, guys, you know, took years and years for me to figure it out. For finally for me to figure all this shit out. It literally took years. And I don't want it to get to the point where you get so frustrated, you just give up. Because trust me, there's plenty of times I thought about it. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave you guys with that. Um, I hope you guys are having a wonderful and great 2020 so far. But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in next week's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you trying to figure out how to lose the last of the belly fat, but also have strong curves in all the right places with a booty that would make JLo proud? You've lost majority of the baby weight, but now you want to take your fitness to the next level by gaining lean muscle and transforming your body. So you've Googled things like how to gain lean muscle, how to get toned, and you've tried free fitness challenges from Instagram fitness chicks, but you're still stuck and nothing seems to be working. I hear you loud and clear. I've totally been there. And you could totally trial and error it like I did for a few years, but I don't want you to get so frustrated that you give up in the process altogether. So I created this simple and right to the point guide that explains the top five fitness mistakes you are making that are keeping you stuck. These are the top five things that I continue to see sabotaging women's results. And these are the five top things that I struggled with and I had to learn to overcome when I had to take, when I wanted to take my fitness to the next level. 
So you're gonna wanna go ahead and grab this free guide. You can go to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes. That's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash five mistakes because I don't want you to make these same mistakes in 2020.